Next Chapter Podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Michael Goodfriend, executive producer of the Play On Podcasts. Are you listening to the longest-running writing podcast on the Internet? I Should Be Writing started in 2005 with wannabe writer Mer Lafferty talking about what she was learning about publishing, and it's still going today, with Mer now having written seven books, including a Star Wars novelization and a Hugo and Nebulin-nominated novel. Hundreds of episodes talk about the path of a writer from dealing with rejection to self-doubt, skepticism from family and friends, imposter syndrome, and yes, sometimes craft regarding characters, plot, and setting. Hear interviews with science fiction authors and get tips from the best. Follow I Should Be Writing in your favorite podcatcher. Next Chapter Podcasts presents the Play On Podcast Series, Twelfth Night, Episode 4, To the Gates of Hell. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds. And don't forget, if music be the food of love, play on. Matters of the heart heat up as the midsummer sun beats down. Olivia has declared her love to Cesario, who we know is Viola in disguise. But still, Viola must find her again to beg for Orsino. But even before that, Mariah's plan unfolds as Malvolio finds and unfolds a mysterious letter. Right this way, Signor Andrew. Oh, yes, I'll come. If I miss a moment of this fun, let me drown in a desert of my own tears. Would you not be glad to have the sanctimonious Weasley Mutton Muncher come by some memorable humiliation? <laughs> oh, if we do not, it is the pity of our lives. Yeah. <gasps> Here comes the trickster. Uh... What news, my little treat? <laughs> 
get thee to a shrubbery. <laughs> Malvolio's coming down this walk. He has been out back in the sun posing with his own shadow for a half hour. For the love of mockery, observe him. For I know this letter <laughs> will make a dumbfounded dunderhead of him. <laughs> Come close. <laughs> Lie you there, for here comes the fly that will be caught not with vinegar, but with honey. Oh, it's only luck. It's all luck. Maria once told me Olivia is fond of me, and I have heard herself say as much, that if she were to succumb, it would be for one with my attributes. Besides, she treats me with a more dignified respect than anyone else who works for her, and what should I make of that? He's an arrogant parasite! Oh, quiet. Though how he struts as he fans his feathers. Oh, good God, I could so beat the bastard. Quiet, I say. Oh, to be Count Malvolio. Oh, parasite. Pistols, shoot, shoot. Look how his daydreaming swells him. Having been three months married to her, sitting in my chair of state. Her slingshot to hit him in the eye. Calling my officers about me in my quilted velvet gown. Having come from a daybed where I have left Olivia sleeping. Fire and brimstone. And then to be appropriately haughty and, after a stern look around at my people, letting them know I know my place as they should theirs, I ask to see my new uncle, Toby. Chains and shackles. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Now, now. Seven of my people, with an obedient jump, go look for him. I frown the while and maybe wind up my watch or play with my fob. <clears throat> Toby approaches, bows to me. Shall this fellow live? Even if your silence has to be pulled out of you by the rack, be quiet. I extend my hand to him like this, quenching my familiar smile with an austere look of control. And does Toby not then punch you in the mouth? <laughs> saying, <laughs> Uncle Toby... My good fortune, having given me your niece, now gives me the right to say... What? What? You must amend your drunkenness. Ow! Be patient or we'll break the bones of our plane. Besides, you waste the treasure of your time with a foolish man. Oh, that's me, I bet you. One Sir Andrew. I knew it was me, for many do call me foolish. Ooh, what business have we here? Now does the mouse spot the cheese. <laughs> By my life, this is my lady's handwriting. These be her very P's, her U's, her S's, her Y's, and there makes she her very big O's. It is beyond question, her handwriting. Her P's, her U's, her S's, her Y's. What's that? <sighs> to my unknowing beloved, this and my good wishes, her very phrases. Ooh, with your permission, wax, slow, and the stamped image of the virgin, which she regularly uses to seal her letters. It's from my lady, 
To whom should this letter be? This wins him luck stuck in barrel. <clears throat> God knows I love, but who? Lips do not move. No man must know. No man must know. What comes next? Oh, oh, the rhythm changes. No man must know. Could this be you, Malvolio? That's it. I'll stomp you. <clears throat> I may command where I adore, but silence like the assassin's knife with bloodless slice. My heart does gore. M-O-A-I does rule my life. An impossible riddle. Excellent wench, if I do say so. <laughs> M-O-A-I does rule my life. No, 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 but first let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, what a dish of poison you have served him. <laughs> With what spirit the rat licks it clean. I may command where I adore. Why, she may command me. I am in her employ, she is my lady. Why, this is perfectly clear. There is no obstacle in this. And the end, what does that alphabetical arrangement suggest? If I could make that resemble something in me. Oh, wait a minute. Moao, moao, moae. Oh, try making meaning out of that. He has now lost the scent. The hound will run it to the ground and howl his discovery. M. Mm. <gasps> Malvolio, M. Why, that begins my name. Did I not say he would work it out? <laughs> the mud is excellent at lost sense. <laughs> M. But then there is no sensibleness in the rest of it. A should follow, but O does. And O shall end it, I hope. I or I'll beat him and make him cry. Oh! And then I comes last. Aye, and if you had eyes in the back of your head, you might see more bad treatment behind you than good fortune in front of you. M-O-A-I. Oh, this puzzle is not like the first one. And yet, crush this a little, it would obey me, for every one of these letters are in my name. Oh, wait, here follows prose. If this falls into your hands, chew on it. Huh. In my position, I am above you, but be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Your fate opens its hand. Let your blood and spirit embrace it, and, to accustom yourself to what you are likely to be, slip off your servile skin and become new. Be contrary with a relative. Surly with the servants, share your political views vociferously, be one of a kind. This she advises you that sighs for you. Remember who valued your vital breathing of your prayer. <gasps> Complimented your yellow stockings and wished to see you ever cross-gartered. I say remember. Go to, you are made if you desire to be so. If not, let me see you a steward still, the equal of servants, and not worthy to touch fate's fingers. Farewell. She that would be your servant instead. The fortunate unhappy. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Daylight on open fields could not reveal more. Well, this is clear. 
I will be proud. I will opine about political authors. I will baffle Sir Toby. I will wash away lesser acquaintances. I will be precisely this very man. I do not now fool myself into letting imagination trick me, for every fact leads inexorably to this. <laughs> that my lady loves me. <laughs> she did compliment my yellow stockings recently. She did praise my legs being cross-gartered. And in this, she shows herself to be my love and pushes me to these habits of her liking. I thank my stars. I am happy. I will be standoffish in yellow stockings and cross-gartered even as fast as I can put them on. God and my stars be praised. Ooh, oh, here is yet a postscript. You cannot choose but to know who I am. If you will consider my love, let it appear in your smiling. Your smiles become you well. Therefore, in my presence, always smile, dear my sweet, I beg you. God, I thank you. I will smile. I will do everything that you would have me do. <laughs> <laughs> I would not give up my part of this fund for a pension of thousands to be paid by Midas himself. <laughs> oh, I could marry this wench for this plan. Oh, so could I, too. And ask no other dowry from her but another scheme just like that. Oh, nor me neither. <laughs> Will you put your foot upon my neck? Or upon mine? <laughs> <laughs> Shall I wager my freedom at dice rolling and become your adventured servant? Faithfully, or me too? Why, you have put him in such a dream that when the vision of it leaves him, he will go mad. If he will see the fruits of my labor, come watch his first visit to my lady. He will come to her in yellow stockings, and it's a color she abhors. <laughs> And cross-gartered, a fashion she detests, <laughs> and he, he will smile at her, which will now be so unsuitable to her disposition, being addicted to sorrow as she is, that it cannot but turn him into a thing of notable contempt. <laughs> if you will see it, follow me. To the gates of hell, you most excellent brainy Devil. Faithfully! <laughs> this is Michael Goodfriend, executive producer of the Play On Podcasts. If you like acting and you like theater, then I think you're going to love this podcast I'm about to tell you about called Merely Role Players, a weekly actual play role-playing game podcast featuring members and friends of Blackshaw, a London theater company. The ensemble uses fiction-first role-playing games to improvise stories with maximum drama. The compare sets the scene. Each player role plays one of the main characters improvising their dialogue and action. 
And at a suitably dramatic moment, the players roll dice to see whether things stay under the player's control or escalate out of it. That way, no one knows where the story's going next. Not the audience, not the players, not even the compere. Listen to Merely Role Players wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Good day to you, friend, and your music. Do you live by your harmonica? No, no, sir. I do live by the church. (laughs) Are you a priest? No, sir. No such thing, sir. I do live by the church, for I do live at my house, and my house does stand by the church. (laughs) So, you may say the king lies by a poor man if a poor man lives near the king. Or... The church stands by your harmonica if your harmonica stands by the church. Oh, you have said it, sir, to see <laughs> this age. A sentence is but a leather glove to a good wit. How quickly the wrong side may be turned inward. Yes, that's certain. Those that play with words might make their meanings loose. I would therefore my mother had no name, sir. Why, man? Why, sir? Her name's a word. And to play with that word might make my mother loose. But indeed, words are very troublemakers, since so few people keep theirs. Is that the fault of the words? Your reason, man. In truth, sir, I cannot explain it without a word, or three. And if I gave you my word, I'd have to take your word that I would get my word back, but then I would have taken the word right out of your mouth, and that doesn't seem sanitary. (laughs) I swear, you are a merry fellow and care for nothing. Not so, sir. I do care for something, but in my heart of hearts, sir... I do not care for you. If that be to care for nothing, sir, I would it would make you invisible. Are you not the Lady Olivia's fool? No, indeed, sir. The Lady Olivia has no foolishness. She will keep no fool, sir, till she be married. And fools are to husbands as sardines are to herrings. The husband's the bigger. (laughs) I am indeed not her fool, but her falsifier of words. I saw you recently at the Duke Orsino's. Foolery, sir, does walk about the earth like the sun. It shines everywhere. I think I saw your herring ship there. Yes, and if you jab at me, I'll know more with you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait. Mm-hmm. 
There's coin for you. Ah, now God in his next shipment of hair send you a beard. I'll tell you truly, I am almost sick for one. Though I would not have it grow on my chin. <clears throat> Is your lady inside? Hmm. Would not a pair of these have bred, sir? Yes, being kept together and put to use. I would play the good nurse, sir, to bring a Romeo to this Juliet. I understand you, sir. It is well begged. Ah, the amount I hope is not too much, sir. Begging but a beggar. Juliet begged not to be wrongly matched. <laughs> My lady is inside, sir. I will explain to them where you came from. Who you are and what you want are out of my element. This fellow is wise enough to play the fool. To do that well demands intelligence. He must observe the mood with whom he jokes, the quality of the persons and the time, and like the wild hawk, check every feather that comes before his eye. This is a calling as rich with talent as a wise man's art. For foolishness, he wisely shows his best when wise men leave their foolish brains undressed. Save you, gentlemen. And you, sir. Dieu vous garde, monsieur. Et vous aussi, votre serviteur. I hope, sir, you are. And I am yours. Will you encounter within? My niece is desirous you should enter, if your business be with her. I am bound to your niece, sir. I mean, she is the destination of my voyage. Taste your legs, sir. Put them in motion. My legs do better stand under me, sir, than I understand what you mean by bidding me taste my legs. I mean to go, sir. To enter? Ah, I will answer you with going and entering. Ah, but we are prevented. Most excellent, accomplished lady, the heavens rain flowers upon you. Oh, that youth's a rare messenger. Rain flowers. Well... <sighs> Drive with me. My business has no voice, lady, except for your own most receptive and accommodating ear. Flowers, receptive and accommodating, must remember this. Let the door be shut, Uncle, and leave me to my hearing. Oh, that was my seat. Give me your hand, sir. My duty, madam, and most humble service. What is your name? Cesario is your servant's name. Fine, princess. My servant, sir. It's not a merry world since such dishonesty would seem kindness. Your servant to the Duke Orsino, sir. And he is yours, and his must then be yours. Your servant's servant is your servant, madam. Ah, for him! I think not on him! For his thoughts, it's better they were blank than filled with me. Madam, I come to grow your gentle thoughts on his behalf. Oh, if you would, please, this. I ask you never speak of him again. <sighs> but if you would take up a new pursuit, I'd rather hear you make your heart's entreaty than music from the stars. Dear lady. Let me speak. 
I beg you. I did send, after the last enchantment you made here, a ring in chase of you. So did I misuse myself, my servant, and I fear to you. Your harsh and steady judgment must I face for forcing on you with such shameful cunning that which was none of yours. What must you think? Have you not tied my honor at the stake and taunted it with all the vengeful thoughts a tyrannous heart can think? To one of your perception, enough's been shown. A gauze and not a breastplate hides my heart. <sighs> so, let me hear you speak. I pity you. That's a step toward love! No, not an inch! For it is common knowledge that often we do pity enemies! <sighs> Why then? I think it's time to smile again. <laughs> a world, how right the poor are to be proud. If one should be a prey, how much the better to die beneath the lion than the dog. The clock, it scolds me with this waste of time. Be not afraid, good boy. I will not have you, and still, when wit and youth do come to harvest, your wife will likely reap a proper man. There lies your way, due west. Then westward ho. Grace and good weather stay with your ladyship. You've nothing, madam, to give me for my lord? <laughs> stay! Ugh. I beg you, tell me what you think of me. That you do think you are not what you are. If I think so, I think the same of you. Then you think right. I am not what I am. I wish you were as I would have you be. Would it be better, madam, than I am? I wish it would, for now I am your fool. Oh, oh what a heap of scorn looks beautiful in the contempt and anger of his lip. A murderous guilt shows itself no more soon than love that would stay hidden. Love's night is noon. Ugh! <sighs> Cesario, by the roses of the spring, by goodness, honor, truth, and everything, I love you so. And so despite your pride, no common sense can my true passion hide. It's not your actions made me this far gone, though I pursue you never led me on. But think of this. If this I can suggest, love sought is good, but given unsought, best? By innocence, I swear, and by my youth, I have one heart, one body, and one truth, and that no woman has, nor never none shall keeper of it be, save I alone. <clears throat> and goodbye, good madam. Nevermore will I my lordship's tears to you implore. Or come again, to learn so much more of this heart that now abhors Orsino's love. <sighs> Dear Viola, we will come again to learn so much more about you and everyone. How much longer can you bear your secret? 
Will Malvolio reveal to Olivia his outlandish clothes and his even more outlandish love? What other revelations await? This and so much more will be disclosed when we next explore Twelfth Night or What You Will! The Play On Podcast series Twelfth Night was translated into modern English verse by Alison Carey and directed by Christopher Liam Moore. The cast is as follows. Amy Brenneman as Olivia. Jordan Barbour as Sir Andrew Aguecheek. Catherine Castellanos as Mariah. Brandon David Delsit as Sebastian. Rodney Gardner as Festi. Michael Goodfriend as the bartender and Officer Two. Christopher Jean as Antonio and Curio. David Kelly as Malvolio. Tina Munoz Pandia as Valentine and Officer. Daniel Parker as Sir Toby Belch. Jamie Ann Romero as Viola. Tramel Tillman as Orsino. George Bennett Watson as the Sea Captain and the Priest. Casting by the Telsey Office, Karen Castle, CSA, and Ada Karamanian. Voice and text coach, Julie Foe. Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Catherine Eaton. Original music composition by David Rifle. Sound design and mix by Lindsay Jones. Sound engineering by Sadaharu Yagi. Mix engineer and dialogue editor, Larry Walsh. Podcast mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. Coordinating producer, Transcend Streaming, Kira Bowie and Liana Keyes. Script supervisor, Jordan Moore. Managing producer, Robert Capadona. Senior producer, Miriam Lauba. Executive producer, Michael Goodfriend. The senior manager of business operations and partnerships at Next Chapter Podcasts is Sally Cade Holmes. The Play on Podcast series, Twelfth Night, is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts, and is made possible by the generous support of the Hits Foundation. Visit ncpodcasts.com for more about the Play On podcast series. Visit playonshakespeare.org for more about Play On Shakespeare. Hear more about the Play On Shakespeare podcast series by listening to bonus content at ncpodcasts.com, where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. And remember, if music be the food of love, play on. Next Chapter Podcasts.